Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Fit and Focus for Remote Work and Digital Nomads podcast. My name is Angela Sharina. I'm a certified nutritionist, brain performance coach, health nutrition coach. I did a lot of coaching in health and performance arena, and now I'm bringing you tools on this podcast to feel, look, and do your absolute best. And why, guys, I rebranded this podcast for remote work and digital nomads? Because my whole life I've been working remotely and I've been I've been a digital nomad. Basically, since I started working, that's the only world I knew. And I figured out, uh, also amplified by my expertise in all these health and performance areas, I figured out quite a lot of tools that will help you to Again, feel, do, and look your absolute best. And guys, happy Monday. It's a new day, new beginning, and um, time to restart, rethink what you've been doing, what uh, worked, what didn't work, and keep what worked, disregard, throw away what didn't work, and start anew, start fresh, and keep moving forward, only keeping the stuff that actually is useful in your life, right? Let's make a pact. Every Monday, if not more often, just think about that. What's working? What's not working? And why am I still keeping what's not working for many, many, I don't know, months and years, right? Even if you spend a lot of energy, a lot of time there, maybe business, maybe relationship, but you know it's not working and it's not gonna work. There are, you know, no miracles. If something is not working, it's probably not gonna work um, unless you change something or unless something dramatically changes. But, you know, if the same thing keeps coming up, probably time to let it go and move on. Um, You know, there is this cognitive fallacy, or basically the wrong way uh, to operate life. And it's called sunk cost. Um, I, I forgot the term, whether that's like mentality or something else. But the basic idea is we humans tend to keep the stuff that we put a lot of energy and effort into, even when this stuff is obviously not working, not going to change, and not useful anymore. We just feel this connection to the stuff where we put energy and effort. Well, you know what I learned in my life? The faster you let go of those things that obviously not working, the better your life progress starts coming. Besides that, today we're going to talk about a couple of things. First one is going to be more on an awareness side. I want you to be more aware of recent developments in studies and science around one thing. And the second is going to be on the practical side that's going to help you to accomplish more this week. So let's start with the awareness. I Last week, I listened to this long episode podcast episode done by Andy Huberman, um, you know, one of the like most popular neuroscientists out there, uh, just because he's such a great educator and he um, has really good and um, tasteful presence uh, in social media. 
And uh, he is very passionate about communicating science, not hyping it, but giving the facts, giving the balanced view of how things are, right? And so his podcast last week was about alcohol and what kind of changes alcohol produces long-term when you drink, guys, listen to this, when you on average drink seven drinks a night. Of course, the more you drink, the worse the effects are. But all you need is one drink per night and you're going to get those effects. What are those effects? Let's start with anxiety and stress. Your base levels of anxiety and stress going to be elevated. So what it means is compared to your non-drinking self, you're going to be much more anxious, much more stressed, and it's going to be so much harder for you to manage that stress, right? So just by drinking... Not necessarily one drink every day, but just on average seven drinks per week, whether that's on the weekend, a lot of drinks, all of the seven, or each day, let's say you drink a glass of wine. Same thing. If you do it consistently, you know, week after week after week, that's the results you're going to get. And you not even going to notice it. You think, ah, you know, it's just how I am. Well, no, that is how you are on alcohol drunk that when you drink it consistently. So number one, your anxiety and stress levels. And obviously when you're anxious and stressed, not so many things that you can accomplish productively with the kind of thinking you need to get your dreams done, so to speak. So anxiety and stress. What's the next big thing? The next big thing thing is your gut health. When you drink alcohol, it disturbs your gut microbiome a lot. It makes your gut leaky, yeah, when you're drinking, you know, right after you're drinking because alcohol is a heavy toxin and it kills bacteria, good bacteria, uh, some bad bacteria, you know, it, it doesn't kill all the bacteria, obviously, that's why you still have some gut bacteria and some gut health, right? But it kills some good, some bad, uh, it makes the gut leakier and what it means is, all the bad bacteria that were not killed by that alcohol are going to get right into your bloodstream, increase all your inflammatory markers, and make your health, your mental, your physical health worse on so many levels. And guess what? If you do this consistently to your gut, you're not going to have such great gut health at all, no matter what kind of good diet you have. And then people drink consistently and they like, well, I don't tolerate this food and that food and I'm uh, not that good with this food and that's why, you know, I eat only some processed weird stuff and, and I, you know, I can't eat vegetables because they make my stomach feel um, uneasy. Well, that might be because of that alcohol habit, that the habit that complete, completely screwed up the balance in your digestive system and that's why more most of the foods do not agree with you that's supposed to agree with you to support your gut health. Plus, your gut is where your nutrients are absorbed. Nutrients that build your hormones, that build your brain circuits. Nutrients that without which you'll never be able to have great mental and physical health and energy, right? So, just because of one, those two things, one, you know, gut health, I would not touch alcohol ever, my gut, you know, when I was a kid, it was compromised by, you know, a little bit of stress, not proper eating habits because of lack of knowledge already. And uh, I somehow probably felt that drinking alcohol on top of that would completely destroy whatever gut health I had. And so since I was a kid, I tried alcohol once uh, and I stopped right then and there. I don't know why exactly, you know, I was 13 years old, but I never had alcohol after that point. So, and my gut health, you know, now it's on point. 
The, the point is here, though, guys, do not expect your gut health to be superb when you drink alcohol consistently. Again, all it takes to call you a consistent drinker, seven drinks per week. And I'm talking about one drink is like six ounces, 180 milliliters of wine, right? Or maybe a shot of hard liquor. And again, it doesn't have to be every day. You can drink all your seven drinks in one day and that's gonna be considered the same thing. So we have anxiety, we have gut health. The next one, it disturbs your neural circuits. Now alcohol, the... Um, Peculiar thing about it, the special thing about it, is it, it can travel to all of the tissues, all of the organs. It crosses blood-brain barrier just fine. It gets right into your brain when it has quite a few effects on the energy production in your brain or on uh, neurotransmitters like your dopamine, your serotonin, how they work, by what they are activated. Um, it changes your brain. It changes how you perceive rewards. It changes how uh, happy you are and how satisfied you are, how confident or anxious you are, obviously not in a good way. It changes your ability to work long-term for long-term rewards. You become more and more of an instant gratification kind of person. Maybe that's one of the reasons why people don't dream big and don't build their 10-year visions. Like, for me, it's a natural thing. You know, I'm going to be building something for the next 10 years, and I'm okay with that. My brain is okay with that, but maybe that's because I never had alcohol uh, done consistently ever, and my circuits are all well-preserved. Now, if you are a consistent drinker, you might consider quitting that and some of the effects, some of the damage that was made uh, could and probably will be reversed um, unless you've been drinking heavily. You know, some of that damage might not be reversible. Um, so that's one thing. You become less of a long-term thinker and, um, of course, your anxiety levels, again, stress levels raise. Um, what else happens in your brain? Well, your cortex um, actually shrinks. Um, you literally have less nerve cells as a non-drinker, so you become not such a smart version of yourself, not of someone, of yourself. You could be more talented and creative and confident, and you could have learned better and memorized easier if you didn't drink consistently. I'm talking to those of you guys who do drink. And I have this tone of voice because I want you to understand this is reality. This is based on research. It might not be that widely talked about for one reason or the other, but this is research-based. I have no doubt in what Andrew Huberman brought to the podcast last week. And this is the state of scientific uh, knowledge that we have right now, the things that I'm telling you. So you are more stressed, more anxious version of yourself. You are dumber version of yourself objectively because you have less gray matter, less nerve cells in your brain. Those brains, those brain cells that you do have left are more inflamed. You have different reward system right now. Ah, oh, what are some other things? Um, if that was not enough, um, your stress, your ability to learn, you know, how 
smart you are, how able you are to cope with life and come up with solutions and creative ideas, or how long you're able to work on different goals and visions, your attention span, um, your inflammatory markers, or your hormones also. Yeah, they are affected by alcohol as well, and obviously not in a good way. We are still cons- like researching as scientific society all the ways alcohol affects hormone, testosterone, estrogen, right? If you're pregnant, for sure, do not drink alcohol. That's Andrew Huberman, you know, that's like the most known thing, zero. Like, otherwise, there can be irreversible damage to the development of organs in the fetus. Um, again, that's research-based. Is there a <clears throat> drinker who consistently has those seven drinks or more per week, um, what also happens, you increase your chances. I think it's like by 13% or something, you increase your uh, cancer risks. And it's like alcohol makes humor grow more and makes your body less effective at destroying the uh, cells that have the potential to become cancerous, right? So they compare it actually in in research in um, after analyzing the data on alcohol and smoking and cancer, <clears throat> they consider it to smoke and I don't know eight cigarettes per day. I think drinking that one drink per day. So, guys, it's your choice. I'm not here to tell you what to do, but just be aware what you do every time you do ingest alcohol. It's a toxin, and no, it is not good for you in any amount. Not red wine, not anything. Actually, red wine makes you more. Um, ha- makes you have a bigger hangover uh, because of certain compounds compared to, let's say, um, things like vodka or beer, right? So wine, you know, the good stuff that was in wine, um, you'd much better off taking a supplement to get the some positive effects from like resveratrol, for example. You'd have to drink like a, a whole car, like, you know, nine bottles where they have like a whole box of of wine. Well, you have to drink that to get any benefits. Just consider that and consider that you are actively destroying your genius and your health every time you drink that alcohol. That is not an exaggeration. It's a scientific fact at this point. And so just consider this, guys, and make choices according to your priorities. And then some people, you know, tell me, well, Angela, I need to have fun, etc. Well, it's a pity that you didn't learn how to have, have fun and relax and manage with your stress without alcohol, without thing that harms you, harms your ability to develop and grow in the way you have the potential for. It's a pity, guys. And if you want the best for yourself, you need to learn other tools to have fun. Um, and now let's get to practical stuff, you know. Uh, Again, it's your choice, but I just want you to be clearly aware of what alcohol does in us. Not all of the things that humans humans consume and invent are good. Don't be in love with what human beings do. You know, some stuff we do is pretty damn dumb and (laughs) and not working for us or the planet. And we all need to agree on that. Yeah, so get back to practicality. Today is Monday, and you probably have a whole week of plans ahead of you, maybe months and years, like some people, like myself. So you probably will benefit from the skill of how to be better at not procrastinating 
on goals, especially on complex projects that require, you know, a lot of moving parts and you have to take actions consistently over a long period of time and the reward is kind of unclear and sometimes you just feel like giving up because you're not seeing the progress that you want to see. How to not procrastinate on those things? How to keep going? There's actually a hack that is based in neuroscience or basically in the way our brain works that you can use it to make the likelihood of you not uh, finishing the things that you set up to finish, um, this will decrease the likelihood of you being stuck in the middle of the project. That's the basis of it. If you find yourself in a situation where you often feel stuck and you procrastinate and you lose momentum and you delay progress, when you are in that middle point, you know, you did a lot of work, things are not exactly working yet, but there is a lot of work more done and you're like stuck. You don't know what exactly to do next. I all the, uh, you know, I've been there quite a few times. Now I feel like I'm past this point, but it can be, you know, a very, very challenging situation. It's like you're in the middle of the mountain and you're like, should I go back? You know, I don't see the top and the bottom is kind of, you know, it's all the way down. So it's easier. The uh, the bottom is unclear. The way there, like like, how do I continue, right? And you procrastinate, and you lose momentum. I did it so many times, and you lose the opportunities, and you lose the gold that was right there after next step, right? You just needed to put on more work, the work that was giving you some results, some education that it was working, right? How do you get unstuck, and how do you make it into a habit? There is a really good hack for it. I'm going to give it to you in a second, guys. So um, when you are working on the the step on your journey in your business, in maybe your personal project, right? The, you are in the middle of the step and, you know, you are working on it. You need to stop that work before, let's say, next day somewhere where you know how to continue, but you don't. What I mean by that, uh, yesterday I started designing my new newsletter and I had all the things aligned. I made the videos, I started the copy, I put the titles, I know exactly what's going to go into each email, I have each video, but they just not edited. I just didn't finish the ends exactly. And so today I woke up and I'm like, I can't wait to get back to this newsletter because I know exactly what to do and it's going to be ready and it's going to be done. And I feel this reward coming, you know, I can send people there to sign up, to learn these tools for focus, motivation, procrastination, like the tool that I'm telling you right now. So I have all this ready. I just need to finish it, right? And I'm excited. I want to do it and I'm going to do it right after I finish this. And the trick that I used, I didn't finish. You see, our brain is wired to love finishing, to love rewards. And so the brain releases this dopamine, this molecule of motivation to push you into action anytime you know what to do, you know the reward that is there, and it feels really close, you know exact process, exact steps, and you know the reward, and it's so easy for you to just get things done. When you get stuck is when you, okay, I've done with my newsletter, what's the next step? And if you don't have that next step very clearly aligned, you don't know what to do, you're going to get stuck right there after finishing this newsletter. Like, okay, I finished my newsletter. 
where I'm gonna go with that now, you know, where I'm gonna people who gonna sign up gonna come from, you know, how do I bring the traffic to that newsletter, right? If you don't know the next step, I actually do, but if you don't, you're gonna get stuck right there in the middle of those projects. So what you need to do is, in my case, it would be I would work on my newsletter, and then I would keep brainstorming the ideas for the next step, how to bring traffic. I'm going to ask for help. I'm going to think of people in my network who can help. I'm going to think of steps that can bring some traffic, maybe not in a perfect way, but some. I'm going to think of a new thing and clarify the steps. And once the steps are clear, and maybe I even do one thing, right? Maybe I even talk to that one person about what they recommend. Once I start doing that, my brain already sees a new shiny thing to pursue, so to speak. And it starts releasing dopamine again and say, go, 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 you know, talk to this person, so, you know, ask this question, um, ask, you know, this person for help or uh, go to this web- website and post this and your brain again will start bubbling with ideas. So the idea is to never stop at that point of finishing one project without putting some kind of work into starting another project that will keep your excitement, your dopamine flowing, and will keep you from procrastinating. That is a hack that a lot of writers also use. Writers who get stuck in the middle of their book, what do they do? They finish a chapter and they don't know how to continue and they get stuck, sometimes for months and years. Sometimes they never finish this book. Smart writers, what they do to keep writing? They write the the chapter and they know how it's going to end, but they don't exactly finish it. They're like, yeah, today I'm going to just stop right before it finishes. And then they feel the urge because they have this dopamine to finish that because it's rewarding to finish stuff. That's why we have dopamine to reward us for finishing stuff. Otherwise, we would never finish a meal, get a maid, get a baby. Our brain wires us to finish the important thing. And how do we know the thing is important? We know kind of the reward, the end destination, and we know how to do it. And that's where you get the maximum of your dopamine and you get the craving for finishing that stuff. So again, smart writers, what they do, they don't finish the chapter. They stop the sentence in the middle and go out about their day while their brain giving them all the ideas how they can continue. And the next day, all fresh, they finish the chapter and run past the finish line right into the beginning of the next one. And that's kind of what you want to do with your project. If you don't want to get stuck, if you want to get the momentum, if you want to get continuous progress, continuous movements, never stop. When you finish, stop just before that finish line and let it sit in your head, let accumulate the dopamine, the craving for finishing that stuff. And once you're fresh, next day comes, you're going to finish it even better than you could have the day before with all the new ideas and connections that your brain come up with. And then you're going to know exactly how to continue into the next project. So that's the practical stuff. Don't do what most people do. Finish and then wonder how to continue. That's how you get stuck in the middle of big projects. That's how to leave it unfinished, done, drawn, goes. You finish, you know, like this chapter, 
and then you go out and do stuff. Uh, your brain does not know what to do next. It does not have this craving. There is a lot of uncertainty. Uh, and again, you, your brain doesn't have focus what to do next. And that's why you lose the momentum. You don't know how to take next actions. You never take them. You get stuck. You very often don't finish that project. That has a lot to do um, with how your dopamine works, um, how your brain works. So we still, you know, don't know a lot about things, but that's from all the stuff that I read, all the research that I combined from my professional experience with many clients that I worked off that the past decade of my life. That's what works for people who succeed with long-term projects. They do some sort of... Um, rituals like that so they always have something going on and their brain is you know bubbling with the dopamine and pushes them to take action one after another so leave things unfinished but in the right way so you don't get stuck in the middle of your project if you have any questions about that specific skill if you want to master it with me guys there is a link in the show notes book a call with me and in a short call i will explain it even more even better, I will explain it with your project. Bring your project, bring your issue to that call. Again, available in the show notes. It goes to my Calendly. You can book Zoom call with me and I can walk you through that issue. It's a free call for you as my long-term uh, subscribers and followers of my journey, right? So use it. Um, also, if you are drinking alcohol quite consistently, please do reconsider that if you care about your genius, your destiny, and what kind of legacy you live in this world. And have an awesome week. Uh, you'll hear from me, of course, for many days after today, but uh, have a fresh start. Leave things unfinished in the right way so you never get stuck in the middle of the project. And till next time, I don't know. Don't drink alcohol. <laughs>